Wanders, how's it going? Editing Katrina here. So apparently our intro from this episode was lost somehow, so I'm just going to make one up right now. <laughs> so the first half of this episode is going to be about the not deer, which is kind of like a cryptid, kind of like a legend kind of a thing. In the second half, we're going to talk about some crystal skulls. So stay tuned for that. Again, please don't forget to check out our Instagram at Foolish Wanderers Podcast. If you want to check out our YouTube, Foolish Wanderers Podcast, we upload all of our episodes onto YouTube as well. Please, if you have any suggestions or comments or anything you want to talk to us about, please send us an email at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And we want to give a big thank you to, first of all, everyone who's been listening to us from the very beginning. And a big thank you as well to all the new people that have somehow stumbled across our little podcast. So thank you for all your support and love and talk to you later. Welcome to the Foolish Wanderers Podcast. Why must I be surrounded by fools? Welcome, Wanderer. Alright, so let's get into the mystery of the not deer. Have you ever heard of this besides me just like briefly mentioning it to you? No. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, apparently, recently, like the, within the last few years, I guess, there's been more and more sightings and people telling their stories. I think a huge spot for it is on Reddit, so I don't know how... What? what? Is it, it has its own Reddit page, The Not Deer? It's not, like, its own. It's, like... Is it on a people... Reddit page? No, it's, like, people telling stories, like, in a thread, like, multiple threads of The Not Deer. I did find a bunch of stories. There's like um, Not Deer Magazine, and then <laughs> I looked yeah, at the publishing. <laughs> Someone does, yeah. The one I used the most was uh, PhantomsandMonsters.com. They have a lot of okay. really good like stories and stuff on there. PhantomsandMonsters.com. Okay. Yeah. So I, at the end of my presentation, at the end of this, I'll have a few stories that I can read off, just kind of like accounts of it. So, what does a Not Deer look like? Basically, that's the dumbest. That sounds like a question <laughs> they ask you, like philosophy one hundred and one or something <laughs> in college. <laughs> what does a knot chair look like? Yeah, what does well, a knot chair look like? You're like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, so a knot deer looks incredibly similar to a normal deer. Oh, but it is not a deer. <laughs> it's, it's not a deer. Yeah, it's just it's just slightly deer. off that it's not a deer. That's how it got its name. <laughs> <laughs> that is what a knot deer is. Yeah, so basically, if you're driving by, like, a cornfield or something, or, like, a random forest, and you see a deer, and it just, if you stare at it just long enough and see something just slightly off, yeah, that's potentially not. But what's off about it? <laughs> well, here's some of the biggest physical attributes to spot. Uh, they say that they have backwards joints. So ew, like ew, ew, nope, <laughs> nope, don't like that. So their legs are pointed different directions <laughs> than they're supposed to. That's some icky, that's some Twilight Zone stuff. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have too wide of mouth. So like, wait, what? Yeah. So you know how like a deer, like its little nose are cute and they have a cute little mouth just for eating like Grass. plants and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, so apparently the not deer's mouth stretches to basically beneath its eyes to look like a wolf's mouth. Ew. <laughs> yes. And then apparently some of them also have wolf-like teeth. So not the normal like uh, molars. It's like sharp teeth. <laughs> And then some people say that they have multiple eyes. So not just two, they have like three or four. As a third eye. <laughs> it's enlightened. It has a it's third an, eye. It's enlightened. Yeah, this is the philosophy class. What does a not deer look like? Well, it has a third, third eye. eye. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then they say some of the harder attributes to like to spot if you're not just driving by, if you actually sit there and watch it for a while, they say that they have two forward two forward facing eyes so like a normal like prey animal like a deer or a rabbit yeah. they have eyes on the sides of their head so they see more peripheral so they can see predators but the not deer their eyes are more forward so they're technically predator eyes predators yeah <laughs> and then it says that mm. sometimes they have too big of ears and different what eyes. does that mean too big, too big of, of ears. ears well like so what i've read too is like some people like if you're a hunter if you're a deer hunter you get used to how a deer looks and their ears are like a certain size but couldn't the deer it's like rudolph with his nose <laughs> so bright with his red nose couldn't he still be a reindeer but he, his nose is still red right isn't that the moral of the story he's still a reindeer he's a not reindeer 
that would be so creepy as like a yeah. horror movie like rudolph's the not deer Ooh. and he's got like the bent messed up looking joints with the pre- with the wolf mouth with the teeth and we claim the rights to this horror we- movie yes we do <laughs> Rudolph the not dear reindeer. Dun dun. Because <laughs> we'll come and visit you every Christmas. No. <laughs> Nightmares for children. children right up. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a songwriter. There's there, there's definitely a song in there, but I don't have oh, yeah. it right now. <laughs> I don't have okay. a song in me right now. That's okay. We'll get it figured out by the time the movie premieres. Mm-hmm. We got it. Okay, back to the not deer before I get too into like planning out this Rudolph the Not Deer Reindeer horror movie. Okay. Coming so, to a theater near you in twenty twenty wait, twenty sixty six. Oh. I wanted to add like six six six, but I'm like no. I'm not gonna live that long. So. Just freeze you like Walt Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to you Put by you Walt Disney's head. <laughs> Rudolph that the Not Deer Reindeer. <laughs> Oh man, that's a horror like it's a horror studio basically made by Walt Disney's head. It's like Warner Brothers, but Disney's head. <laughs> anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyways, all right. So some of the other behavior just differences. So like deer usually are pretty afraid of people. Like they won't stick around too long after you like see them, like make eye contact with them. They usually get scared and run away. Mm-hmm. But these deer often make direct eye contact with you. And do not get afraid and sometimes come closer to you. Which some deer, like if they're like a domesticated deer, like they're going to be used to people. But like if it's just a normal deer. Domesticated deer. They exist. People have pet deer. I know. And they also say that they can click, like make clicking noises. What? They can what? They click. Clicking deer? Click. They click. Yeah. Uh, With what? Their their mouth? I think so. What else are they going to click with? Their fingers? They're, they have, like, you know, the, the hooves. The hooves? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen one. I don't want to see one. Uh, and then the last thing, the creepiest thing, probably, is that they move with slight jerking motions. Nope. 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 nope, nope. Yeah, so it's like they don't move quite right, and they move so they very... Bent. <laughs> oh, that... See, the jerking motions mixed in with that those bent, like, joints yeah. with the bent back, wrong legs. That's just... that's. Nope, that's Ick Town, USA for me. Nope, nope, yeah, nope, nope. yeah. No, it's like so they're they're moving like a chicken, like with the weird, pretty much. Yeah, they move <laughs> like jerkily and not yeah, <laughs> like a chicken. Oh yep. God, okay. These <laughs> these things have a very lame name for how like disgusting and just dis- vile they are. What else do you want to call them? I uh, disgusting vile deer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting vile demon deer. Make up a snazzier name. We'll stick with it. Satan's <laughs> sleigh is pulled by these disgusting de- demon deer. Because Satan's deer. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Zombie deer. Demo- demonic de- deer. DD. Double Ds. Demonic deer. <laughs> there you go. Alright. Uh, so, one pr- in one um, video I watched, there's a lady that she compared... She kind of explained this phenomenon in like, the way of the uncanny valley. Basically, like if you're like a hunter and you're or, like work with deer all the time, you get so used to looking at normal deer and you're like you get so used to it and so familiar with them that as soon as you see something that's just a little bit off, like something's just slightly not right with it, you get freaked out. Wait, so that's like a ph- phenomenon thing? Yeah. So here's the, the definition. Uncanny valley. Okay. Uncanny, yep. Here's the actual definition. The uncanny uncanny valley is a term used to describe the the relationship between the human like appearance of a robotic object. And the emotional response it evokes. In this phenomenon, people feel a sense of unease or even revulsion in response to humanoid robots that are highly realistic. Oh, so, so that's <laughs> Sophia the robot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That one okay. freaks me out. But that's or, why. Or that, who is it? The comedian lady, um, Whitney Cummings, she did a special, like a comedy special, where she paid a bunch of money for this robot of herself to be made. Oh. I think she named it Bearclaw. Oh. <laughs> and it like was dressed like her and it came out and it could it but it was really creepy. It was really icky. Yeah, it sounds creepy. But I mean I know I know what you're saying, because if you look at like a CG like the best way to describe it other than like robots, I would say, mm-hmm. would be like a CGI person. 
yeah where it's just like just barely like there's not quite enough detail or it's like mm-hmm. just off where it's like don't you're like, like that you're like that doesn't look real to me like that's not a real person yeah yeah, yeah so, the, so you're saying is like the uncanny valley phenomenon it's like the hunter's got like his he's got like a scope mm-hmm. i mean i've never hunted i don't know if he's a scope you probably do right they use, i like, don't know <laughs> they have, they're using their scope they're like lining up they see something and they're like not a deer yeah it's like there's just something weird and it's like it's off. what is that Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't shoot it. Okay, which is like that would be even more terrifying. You're alone in your deer stand, and you're ready to like you found this buck, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a nice like ten point buck or whatever. And then you look at your scope, or you look at it, it moves funny, or like its eyes are weird, and you're like, Stop. ah shit, <laughs> something's like, not right. This? Yeah, and it clicks. Yeah, it clicks. That stares at you in your deer stand, even though you're camouflaged, and like, oh no, <laughs> it clicks and it makes it weird. No, like, thanks. yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, so one of the explanations that possibly could be is a disease known as CWD, otherwise known as chronic wasting disease, otherwise known as oh. zombie deer disease. So does so it, <laughs> zombie deer disease? Yeah, I heard about this a couple of years ago, and apparently, I think it was down south, like in Texas or something, someone had like a deer cam up, and this deer was very not right. And Ew. he was like walking on its hind legs, and oh, it was like God. twitching, and yeah. But this is what CWD affects. So it's a fatal, contagious neurological disease that affects deer, elk, and moose. It's often found in areas of North America, including Canada and the U.S., Norway, and South Korea. Basically, it causes degeneration of the brain that causes abnormal behavior, which like loss of bodily functions, causes them to drool excessively, and then they have no fear of people or death. And then they die. Is it just like sort of like rabies or something? Just rabies, like, deteriorate. Like, it basically turns your brain into a sponge. That's what this disease does. Oh, my god! So, it's, yeah, it's pretty and this is, is it this is real, right? This is real. Yeah, this has been this chronic. Okay, yeah. this chronic wasting disease is real. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And it's said to be caused by a misformation, misformation of proteins called prions, where basically they just don't form right. And oh, then I've like, heard of prions before. Okay. <laughs> yeah, look at me just like, I've heard of deer before. What? <laughs> I feel so dumb. I'm sorry, people. I have an art degree. <laughs> I didn't know any of this till I, I looked this up. But it makes sense, like at least for that like, makes the, sense for like the jerking movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, like, for behavioral stuff, like that makes sense. But for like the backwards joints and the, the eyes, different that doesn't make sense to me. So maybe it was like a deer that got hit by a car, and it was kind of just like I healed myself. Wrong. <laughs> I'm not a wrong. doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm a deer. He just goes to a little tree and his little doctor deer walks up. He's like, "Well, you need stitches." And you it need was stitches. a squirrel. He's like, it's a squirrel. "He's like, he's like, he's like, what are you looking at? What? My legs are on backwards. What are you talking about? He's like, damn it, <laughs> the squirrel doctor I went to said he put it. He could do it right. I'm gonna sue him. Oh no. <laughs> I know a fantastic beaver lawyer. Ooh, beaver lures. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so not deer are found most commonly in the foothills of Virginia, and also found some parts <laughs> just in Virginia. Well, they've been they've been reports from around the U.S. At least okay. the stories that I have. Um, they're found in southern parts of America, often f- like found around the Ap- Appalachian Mount- Mountains, Appalachian Mountains. I say Appalachian. I know they Appalachian. say Appalachian. I know people from the Appalachian Mountains say Appalachian. Appalachian. But- okay. We'll just say those mountains. In their mountains, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm from the Appalachian Mountains. Um, they're spotted usually in early mornings and late evenings. So like dusky times, like when visibility is low. Isn't that just perfect? It's perfect for this creepy creature, yeah. Um, however, they've been rarely seen, but have been seen during midday. So Isn't it's possible. Isn't that just perfect? <laughs> so any type of day. And then they're often found in forests. And Isn't been- that just perfect? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Where else would they be, like, in a Kmart parking lot? You're like, oh. Well, it says that they've been seen near roads and by people's houses, too. So, I mean, a Kmart parking lot wouldn't be far off. Yeah. Um, So then I did see uh, there was a a girl by the name of Abigail Sabota. She grew up in Appalachia. And this is her advice for if you see something in the woods. She says, don't go out at night. However, if you do... Do not look into the woods. Wait, what? Do not look into the woods. And you did not see anything in the woods. You did not. Even if you think, nope, you did not see anything. And then do not acknowledge them. Look away. Walk away. 
If you hear someone call your name or hear screaming, no, no, you don't. Look away, walk away. If you hear footsteps, turn away, look away, and walk away. So that's not enough to send shivers down your spine. I don't know what Wait, why? This is advice from her? This is advice. Yeah, there is... I saw a video on TikTok a while ago that was... I don't remember if it was her or if it was another girl, but she told a story about being followed by a creature that did not sound human. It was like that weird Uncanny Valley thing where it's like, it sounds human, but like if you look at it, if you listen to it, she's like, it sounded robotic. So oh. it was like a weird medley tinge to it. And she said this advice. So it's like... Oh, so, <laughs> so this is her advice. Okay. Yeah. So, nope, you didn't hear that. Just walk How about, away. <laughs> what about run? What about run, people? What happened to run away? I think in that video, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, she said don't run unless it's like right there because otherwise what? it feels like it can chase you. It's like a dog. Like a dog that would like try to chase you. So I don't know. It's up to you. Run if you want. Otherwise, just stare straight ahead. I'm walking it. <laughs> some people do <laughs> it's just fun uh so yeah so there's also another t- legend called the deer man see um, this is a better name the better yeah a little bit yeah a little bit more refined it's like a horrible like comic book character <laughs> deer man a deer man his greatest foe is a car in the middle of the night <laughs> no it's the headlights it's the headlights, it's just the headlights. <laughs> yeah it's headlights <laughs> it's better deer man deer man <laughs> so they say that deer man have heads and lower halves of deer but a torso and arms of a human male ew yeah. and it walks around does it like- wear clothes no it's a deer <laughs> but he's still a clothes. man he's still a deer man so deer. the man part should be wearing clothes no I haven't heard any reports about clothing on deer so deer man deer man eat <laughs> you can go ask him next time you see him. I don't like, dare to ask. Like, ugh, gross. You know, you know. They said that they see him walking around on hind legs. See? If yeah. you're okay, this is my thing, everybody. If you're walking on hind legs, you better be wearing pants. <laughs> but he has fur, it's fine. Just kidding, no. Maybe not not for <laughs> No, because Donald Duck and Winnie the Pooh are sickos. They're disgusting pigs. They have enough. They have enough like shame to wear clothes, but they wear it on the wrong parts of their body. Fair enough, yeah. Like Mickey so, Mouse wears it on the bottom, uh-huh. and then yeah, I know. So he's fine. And then Mickey Mouse wears a dress, and then Goofy he wears a he complete outfit. Clothes. Yeah, he wears yeah. full clothes. Goofy's the smartest one out of, the, out of them all. He has the most shame and understands how society works, but or Western society, but Pooh Bear and Donald Duck are sickos. Alright, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so the deer man has been seen in Ohio, Delaware, and in the Appalachian Mountain areas. So again, Appalachia. Appalachian. Appalachia. Okay. Appalachian. Appalachia. I don't know. Okay. Either or. <laughs> so now I have a few stories from phantomsandmonsters.com. These are a few stories from their website about, about the not deer and the deer man. And the deer man. The deer man. He's got to be in that horror movie along with He's a hero. <laughs> Rudolph. He's a hero in the, in the Rudolph horror movie? Yeah. No. They no. have to. No. No. I no. want a completely different universe. I take it back. I take okay. it all back. Anyway, yeah. back to the stories. Okay. <laughs> I'm in northwest Georgia, living in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, halfway between Chattanooga and Atlanta. Sometimes my family takes trips to the mountains. One day up there, my cousin and I wanted to go cruising around just to take in the views. It was getting late, around 8 p.m., so we started to head back. Well, close back to our cabin, we see a deer on the side of the road, so we slow down. Then as we get close, it walks into the road, pretty close to being dead in front of us. I hit the brakes, and then it stands up, starts walking around on its back legs. We're freaking out because that's crazy, obviously. (laughs) The dang squirrel doctor put it on wrong! (laughs) (laughs) We've been out in nature with animals our whole lives. I grew up being a a minute away from the Pine Mountains, living out on the lake. But I've never seen anything like it. It just looks so wrong. Its joints didn't move right, and it had arms, not front legs, on the upper half, like a human, excluding the head. We gassed it around those mountain curves and just kept going. We didn't even wait to stop at the cabin because he didn't want to stop moving. JB. So that's a deer man sighting. 
That's dear man. Okay. Dear man. Yes. It's also sophisticated. He needs a little coat. He needs a little top hat and a coat. How and a monocle. It... And a monocle. So this next one is by CL. Last year, about late August slash September, I was biking home from work. I worked second shift from noon to midnight. I live about five miles from work and had driver's license suspended for three months. So I'd bike to from work daily. One night, while rounding a corner, I saw three pair of glowing eyes. They were glowing because of the reflection of my headlight on my bicycle. They looked like deer, but their necks were awkward and long, and at the angle by they were standing, it appeared that their necks went straight down to their legs. They almost looked like bipedal creatures just staring at me. They did not run or seem to fear me. I had an uneasy feeling the entire ride home. They had the head of a deer, but were directly facing me the the entire time, as just staring as I passed. I'll never forget how strange or strange that was or how strange they looked. I'm 34 years old. I've been around deer my entire life and a woodsman, a hunter, outdoor enthusiast. I've never experienced behavior like that or even seen a deer with that long of a neck in my life. This is between the towns of Maple Plain and Loretto, Minnesota. Great. Minnesota? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I've never heard of a not deer until tonight. I know now what I saw was not normal. I thought the whole time I was crazy. CL. That doesn't make me feel comfy at all. <laughs> it's very close to us. I guess I don't know where those two towns are, but Minnesota um, is a little that's too close to So he said Loretto, right? Loretto, yep. Minnesota. So that's sort of by like Medina, which is... Only the cities. Yeah, by Plymouth, like outskirts, um, suburb of Plymouth, Minnesota, which is Minneapolis. So the cities, Twin Cities. Eh. So ah. Still too close to home. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the last one that I have is by J.S. Is this Deer Man or or is this the Not Deer? I think this is a Not Deer. Uh, (laughs) All right, so outside city limits on the county near Old Lynchburg Road before all those student apartments were completed. Uh, (laughs) I think I can miss part. Thanks. (laughs) Very familiar with that area. (laughs) Yep. Before those pesky student housing was completed. Fine. Sorry. (laughs) At the time I lived in Fry Springs on Sunset in a a townhouse, my roommate was using my vehicle and I was at my friend's house on the the county's house. Isn't that the prison? It was supposed to be country, friend in the country's house. That makes more sense. So my roommate was using my vehicle and I was at my friend in the country's house. So his friend lived in the country, I believe. That's what he's saying. That's what I mean. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. So I decided to walk to the corner store to get some smokes. If you know the trail in the backyard, it's a beautiful walk and a little quicker than driving around the windy roads. He keeps the story. (laughs) It's going to be like, you know, where the the backyard with the beautiful trail. I I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Continue. It wasn't dark yet. But the sun was going down and it was cooling off into a beautiful evening. So I asked my friend Jay if they want anything and head off to the trail that brings you out behind the county store. (laughs) Yeah, that one. (laughs) At first, my walk down the trail was just like any other. There were birds chirping, animal noises, a nice breeze. When I got to the split in the trail, for some reason, I began to feel really uneasy. My hair was standing on end. I felt like I was being watched. Oh, God. I felt felt that heavy feeling in my stomach, but I walked this trail many times, and it wasn't that much further. That's when I started to hear crunching leaves and snapping twigs near me. I quickly scanned the area and was relieved when I spotted a large buck standing off the trail, partly behind the sycamore tree. First thing that struck me was that the rack on the steer, the antlers, were super thick and burly. More like a moose antlers. But they weren't oh. quite moose antlers. It just looked off. <sighs> I decided to keep walking and noticed that when I was walking, so did the deer. So I walked nope. a little faster <laughs> and did, and so did the deer. Run, I, bitch, run. <laughs> I stopped and this deer took off in full-blown sprint. Something about the way this thing moved was just so unnatural. It moved almost like a rocking horse with its hind legs were in reverse of how they were supposed to be. So that squirrel put his legs on backwards. (laughs) That dang squirrel doctor. Dang squirrel doctor. (laughs) Hey, where you going, kid? I want to go to the corner store too. (laughs) You buy me some chips. I'm craving a chocolate bar. I need some Tylenol for my legs because it's dang squirrel doctor. (laughs) Put them on backwards, you see. (laughs) (laughs) It was very unsettling and prompted me to bust out in a full blown run into the end of the trail. There you go. So I'm hauling ass down this trail, being fueled by some sort of primal fear. 
I come across, I come around the bend, and there in the middle of the trail is a not deer. I started trying to backpedal and fell straight on my butt. I'm just looking at this thing and it hits me. This thing is a predator. It's got front-facing eyes. Deer don't have front-facing eyes, but that's not all that's wrong with it. Its face is not right. It's too round, and it has huge jowls. The mouth is too rounded to be a deer. The snout is far too short, and it's just all wrong. I scrambled to get to my feet, but whatever this thing was decided to stand on its hind legs when I stood up. I don't know if it thought I was challenging it too, because it stood up on its hind legs and it was huge. It towered over me and it was about eight feet tall. I turned around and started running as fast as I could, but I could hear the sounds of a bipedal stride close behind me and never you know, around. Everybody knows what that sounds like, a bipedal stride. Well, it's like a person running at you. I think it's a person running. You can kind of tell. It's not like four things. I thought that it's like like a horse. It's like a person versus a horse. Sounds like a person. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So it's running on its hind legs after him. Yeah. What? Remember, I have an art degree, so bipedal stride. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Two, two legs, right? Two legs. Yeah, we're bipedal creatures. Yeah, like bicycle bam yep there you go perfect <laughs> i never turned around i was sure that if i turned around it would get me when i reached the fork in the trail i could no longer hear it behind me when i got out of the woods i started screaming like a maniac so much that my friend jay came out the back door with a shotgun should i mention that my friend jay is a backwoods mountain boy from cripple creek when i finally calmed down enough to explain what happened jay told me that it wasn't a deer he said that in the woods there are a lot of things that regular people don't know about and what i encountered was one of those other things he said that it was up to something and I disturbed it. The gist of what I got is that some sort of manifestation of a forest spirit. JS. So what did you think? I mean, I've never seen one, but I mean, I've definitely been driving at night or been alone in the woods and you're kind of afraid because you're alone in the woods or driving at night. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, it's yeah. already like a creepy spot to be and then mm-hmm. yeah, you're so tired then- while you're driving. You think you see things or... You're walking alone at night, and I mean, I do it in my house. I'll be like, "Oh, it's a serial killer." I'm like, "Oh wait, no, it's just a oh, like the little bumps and stuff." Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is another reason why I'm afraid to look outside at night. I hate it. <laughs> I can't look outside in the dark. I'm darkness. cool with it. I want to see it. I would see a not deer. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not up for it. Nope. I'm good. There's a lot of really creepy stuff that I think there's a lot around Appalachia. There's something with those mountains that. Old. To set stuff old up. Old mountains. Yeah. Well, yeah, every every mountain's old. But <laughs> I think this is, I'm probably talking in my ass, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think the Appalachian Mountains are technically, I want to say, older because they're so, like, beaten down. They're not, like, growing upwards anymore. They're just okay. sort of, I don't know how to say, like, crumbling. Like, they're older. I don't know if that's true or not. I've never heard of that, but there's more, I think, like, history in them than, you know, like, the rest of the west of the America. It's so, mm-hmm. that's why part of it, but. I'll find proof. I don't have You know, Google it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Geology of the it? Appalachian Mountains. The <laughs> Appalachians are among the oldest mountains on Earth, born of powerful upheavals within the ter- terrestrial crust and sculpted by the ceaseless action of water upon the surface. Like how, you know, things are normally created. <laughs> the two types of rock that characterize the present Appalachian range tells much of the story of the mountain's long existence. So there's like crystalline rock, which is was made between about 1.1 billion and 541 million years ago. Yeah, those are some old mountains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, really yeah. old though. So Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I remember hearing about that because the ones supposedly in like the North Shore by Duluth, Minnesota. So like up on that by like Superior that called the North Shore up there. But (laughs) there was a mountain range, not really mountain, they're not mountains anymore, but they were mountains at one point, but they're very old too. Hmm. Doesn't get worn down. Yeah, they're just completely worn down. It's like just sort of like bluffs or hills now. That's amazing that you can wear down a mountain like that. I mean, one point one bill. Yeah, I know it's been a long long time. Yeah, I did look up some of the other cryptids supposedly in Appalachia. 
Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of them included the Goat Man, which is like a centaur kind of a thing. Uh, the- Ew. <laughs> okay. Like the- he's like Deer Man. Goat yeah, man. but with a goat, yeah. <laughs> Deer man and goat man. Coming to a theater near you. Goat man would be like the sidekick. Yeah, he's a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the grass man, which I think is kind of like Bigfoot, I think. Kind of something like that. And there's the Tennessee wild man. Sheep squatch. So like Sasquatch, but sheep. Sheep squatch? <laughs> sheep squatch, yep. Uh, and then the Flatwoods monster, which we talked about talked a while about ago. That. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Story. I wasn't in that episode. That was a cool story. That was cool, yeah. Uh, then there's devil monkeys, alien big cats. Devil monkey? I yeah. think my grandma called me that once in a while. <laughs> so. You should go live there. <laughs> like, <I'm proof. laughs> and then the last one in this in this list, there's the wood booger. <laughs> I see those in Mr. Kendra's nose every single day. <laughs> so gross. So gross. <laughs> Well, anyways, people, if you want to hear more about the Flatwood Monster, which is from the oh, App- which is on the list of the Appalachian Mountain Monsters, mm-hmm. we did that in episode four, so a long, oh, long yeah. time ago. That we also had the Hodag in it, which is from which is a cryptid monster from Wisconsin. That was Pretty funny. cool. I was at I a like restaurant. I was at a restaurant in Wisconsin, and they had a drink called the Hodag, which was like a margarita. <laughs> yeah, it was called like, it was about a margarita, and one of my friends got it. And the waitress was like, what's with the hodag? I don't know anything about it. So, people, because our podcast covered the hodag, I got to tell her all about it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. Oh, that's cool. I was telling everyone now. Yeah. Well, again, people. That? Like, recently? That was, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Anyway, but anyway, people, episode four, if you want to hear more about the <laughs> Flatwood Monster and hodag. Yeah. That was a good episode. I like that one. That was a fun episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting ones. I'm, like, afraid to Google ones that are in the Midwest, though, because I get even more creeped out. (laughs) No. Uh, See, there's some more. I think it's, like, almost, like, every cryptid is, like, technically found in Appalachia. It's, like, Mothman, Bell Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Bell Witch, what's that? Wait, don't tell me. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't like witches. Brown Mountain Lights. The Moon-Eyed People. That's weird okay yeah so there's quite there's quite a few there where are the crystal skulls from well from <laughs> europe and south america so oh okay so a couple different yep they're manufactured in europe and then supposedly found in south see this is why i shouldn't have said anything yeah that's lame <laughs> it is lame if so if you're ready strap in people because it's a whole big bucket of lame it's not like indiana jones <laughs> no. and the crystal skull at all Dang it, that's what I was hoping for. It's not, people. It's super lame, and one skull's name is Max. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not even like a cool, like, not that Max isn't cool, but it's just like not what you're expecting for like a crystal skull. You're An like, ancient crystal skull. That's you're like, oh, Max? it's like aliens, and it's like uh, unlock stuff to civilization, and it's, yeah. you know, like an antiquity, and its name is Max. <laughs> Go Max. I love it. Go Max. <laughs> Not even Maximilian, Max. Okay. Bunch of lame sauce. Dumb dressing. Dumb dressing. Oh no. Here we go. <laughs> Alright. Crystal skulls. Do you, what, okay, what do you know about like crystal skulls? Other than Indiana Jones, <laughs> one of them? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's it. I think that's like what everybody knows about crystal skulls. Probably, yeah. It's the yeah. most yeah representation they've probably ever gotten. Is in Indiana media. Jones? Yeah. And the yep. uh, Dan Aykroyd, the guy from Ghostbusters, owns a vodka company called Crystal Skull yeah, Vodka, that's and they true. come in like glass skulls. They're not that's crystal true. though; it's just like glass. Can you imagine how expensive that would be to get if it was crystal? Yeah, thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Or probably hundreds. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I was actually I was kind of, I was really excited to research the crystal skulls because I thought that they were real, and crystal skulls are kind of lame. But oh. you should you could you should still continue listening to the rest of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of lame in a cool way. So crystal skulls are great. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> You're selling it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they're kind of lame, but they're still a weird piece of history, like art, like art history sort of thing. So they're they're but they're kind of lame. <laughs> um, so these skulls, they're like claimed to be pre-Columbian Mesoamerican artifacts by their finders. But however, these claims have been refuted for for all of the specimens made available for scientific studies. So all of the the skulls that scientists have um, gone over with like my, with um, magnif not magnifying glasses, but you know the they could have. Like, yeah, but um, what's the other one that zooms in? Zooms in a, a microscope? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All of those ones are, like, they're fake. They're not as old as they claim that they're supposed to be. Okay. Um, actually, the techniques that all of these skulls have the the techniques that have been used to carve these skulls, they're mm -hmm. all been manufactured in the mid nineteenth century or later, and it's they're almost always certain like they're almost always made in Europe. So they're made like oh. in Europe during a time when interest in ancient culture was like trending. Like it was trendy to be oh. into sort of like Mesoamerican, like South American, Mexico like culture. Yeah. Wasn't it, mm -hmm. wasn't it a thing, too, that, like, the wealthy, I don't know if it was this time period exactly, but, like, the Egypt and every, everything, like, Egypt is blowing up, like, mummies. People mm -hmm. would buy mummies and open them up in their living and rooms. they're fake. <laughs> That's so creepy, though, the whole thought of that. Yeah, so, like, like the majority hmm. of, like, the crystal skull history is just, like, people in, like, like a little German village making <gasps> crystal skulls to sell to like rich people to like swindle them and be like oh they're they're from it's from mexico i found it in a mayan pyramid it was used <laughs> by a you know it's from it's used to be telepathic to cure people or curse people but they're just oh. they're just like made by someone named hans in germany <laughs> <laughs> okay so oh. yeah there's um in germany if you want to like look it up there's this little workshop town called edar oberstein and that's they're like well, they're re like renowned for crafting objects made from imported Brazilian quartz in the um, 1800s. So they, I think they still make crystal skulls today, or oh, like sculptures really? made out of crystal. Yeah, you should look them up. They're pretty cool. Hmm. But despite some claims presented in many forms of popular literature, the legends of crystal skulls with mystical powers do not figure in genuine Mesoamerican or other Native American mythologies and spiritual accounts. So not as this is a, this is important. Not a single skull in a museum comes from a documented excavation. So like not a legit archaeological like archaeological dig. Yeah. So basically all these crystal skulls, they don't line up with what the Mayans or the Aztecs thought um Rep made representation of skulls to look like so their idea the the mayans idea of like a skull and um stuff like that uh not stuff like that whatever <laughs> we get it yeah yeah their idea doesn't their art doesn't match up with the crystal skulls representation like so they're more elongated like the that's just in indiana no. jones oh okay and it's right, right. in um Egyptian mythology or not mythology, yeah. but the in Egyptian pharaoh has yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's that's completely different than okay. what we're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, so crystal skulls are kind of lame sauce. All the legit like National Geographic, the Smithsonian, the History Channel, like all the major history sites, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I went on all had just horrible headlines for crystal skull. No. <laughs> For, for crystal skull articles so this, this one was from a national geographic article this was literally the first sentence <laughs> crystal skulls are not uncommon or terribly mysterious <laughs> i mean I, I do appreciate that they're not clickbaiting you like saying some yeah thing, but like, real crystal skulls uncovered but I'm i mean was that, was the first, <laughs> that was the first sentence in this huge <laughs> article they're just like they're not uncommon and they're not mysterious they're lame <laughs> And then another one, this, uh, this is a quote. A 2008 study led by the Smithsonian Institute found that likely all 
the 13 life-size quartz-size crystal skulls are likely fakes. So, so those are just 13 made? Or? There's many, but oh, okay. there's 13 life-size ones oh. that are supposed, like, are, that were the most legit, or like the supposedly the most legitimized stories backing up, and they're not. They're, like, they're fakes, but I mean they're they're interesting fakes, but like they're mm-hmm. they're not they they don't come from Atlantis like people thought <laughs> or from aliens or yeah yes. Also another thing this is from the HistoryChannel.com. It's <laughs> a quote from them. Recently, scientists from the British Museum in London and the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History in Washington D.C. conducted an analyses of crystal skulls using electron microscopes. See, that's what I meant instead of magnifying glasses (laughs) it's a little bit more like exact yeah (laughs) electron microscopes people so anyway after finding markings that could only have been made by modern day carving implements rather than the stone bone and wooden tools that would have been used in pre-columbian times they concluded that the skulls were likely fakes the scientists believe they were probably manufactured in the late 1800s in response to a surge of interest in the ancient world and its artifacts. So, everyone's I mean, a hater. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if it was, like, if there was, like, some sort of version that they made way back when, but then they're like, but it makes sense, too. It's just, like, a kitschy thing. Like, oh, buy this yeah. alien artifact. It's, it's so, <laughs> yeah, it's more in, like, this the background, like the backstory to how the, all these fakes are found or whatever get, are, is more interesting than the actual fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is a, I'm going to tell you about the most famous crystal skull. Okay. It's the Mitchell Hedges skull, or it was also called the skull of doom. Is so, this like the, uh, like the giant dar- diamonds that cause people to get in car crashes and stuff? Like the what? Curse- like the Hope Diamond, you know, like the one that's no, like... No, I don't know about that. Really? Oh, no. that's a future podcast. Let me write that. All right, write that down right now. <laughs> so here we go. Our story's going to start in the jungles of Lambantun, an ancient Mayan city deep within the Yucatan jungle in modern day Belize. And this is, again, the perhaps the most famous crystal skull in the world today. It is the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull, named after British explorer and adventurer F.A. Mitchell Hedges. The most distinguishable characteristic of this skull is it's really clear. Like, it's crystal clear. Uh-huh, crystal clear. <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> Thank you. It's so, that was such a lame joke. And it has a detached. The skull has like a detachable jaw, oh, and it's carved. From, it's carved from the same exact piece of quartz as the rest of the skull. So that's that that's cool. pretty amazing. But yeah. Mitchell Hedges claimed to have found the skull himself, but his adopted daughter Anna later said she found it under a fallen altar or inside a pyramid at the Maya site of Lebantun. Um, Fred. Yeah, so the whole thing is sketchy, okay? Yeah, (laughs) sounds like it. Frederick Mitchell Hedges, who was known to embellish his adventures, like, really would, like, embellish them. He, like, sold, he wrote books about this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, but, I mean, they were, like, tall tales more. Mm. So he wrote of the skull in his 1954 memoir, Danger My Ally. Like, that's the title. It's that's the dumbest. <laughs> Danger, my ally. And friend. We have, we'd have Thanksgivings together. Anyway, <laughs> he claimed it was a relic of the Mayans. He dubbed it the Skull of Doom. And that several people have clinically laughed. Wait, cynically. I'm sorry. I can't see. <laughs> clinically. Clinically. Several people who have cynically laughed at it have died. Others have been stricken and become seriously ill. Finally, he added, he like also added in there, how it came into my possession, I have reason for not revealing. But didn't you say like you found it? I mean, this, yeah, like you can't get a, he also, when he dies later, his, his adopted daughter says that she found it. He didn't find it, but she found it. (laughs) So this whole thing is sketchy. Like Mm -hmm. I said, the story is more interesting than the actual skull. Um, This is a quote from his memoir, Danger, My Ally. It is at least 3,600 years old, and according to legend, it was used by the high priest of the Maya when he was performing esoteric rites. It is said that when he willed death with the help of the skull, death unvariably followed. End quote. Yeah, so there's also um, accounts that 
he edited uh, newer editions of his book. Like he edited the skull out completely. Like the, it's oh, all really? it's, the skull is omitted from newer editions of his book. Yeah. Okay. So after his death, Anna Mitchell Hedges, his adopted daughter, mm-hmm. spent decades spreading the skull's mythos globally on international tours and through appearances on television. Um, she reported that the Mayans told her that the skull was used to will death. So we're we gonna get like cursed by laughing at you know like and doubting his power. <laughs> No, it doesn't okay. have any power. No. I mean, okay. she just kind of, after, she just, like, traveled the globe and went to, like, Walmart, and, like, the skull was the Walmart reader, and you're like, hey, look at the skull, give me five bucks for a picture and an, art- and an autograph. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, after, so after this skull, this skull, the Mitchell Hedges skull was, like, the one that became the most famous, like, the most popular in the news. Like, it was trending during the time. Oh wow! And so after that skull became worldwide news, other skulls, magical crystal skulls from private collections started coming out of the woodwork (laughs) with exotic sounding names such as Shana Ra and Amar, the name of a Tibetan crystal skull. And another one was simply called Max, (laughs) which we'll talk, we'll talk about Max, but we'll talk, we're going to talk about um, Shana Ra first i love max that's that's great that's what i want my school to be named max Max. Max. i want mine to be named toby toby Mm -hmm. fair enough so on this website crystalskulls.com yes that is a real website um shanara is verified as being truly ancient so the crystal skull shanara named for a shaman guide is made of clear quartz it has the unusual distinction of have distinction of having been discovered in an actual archaeological dig in mexico providing further credibility to its status as a truly ancient crystal skull but again crystalskulls.com is not the smithsonian institute.com or (laughs) so take this as you will oh look at there's a link right at the top crystal skulls for sale yep you you can can (laughs) katrina at all all of these articles on on crystal skulls.com you Mm -hmm. can at the bottom of the articles they just like hey you should buy this one so all of the articles on this website are just like a big huge buy this you can get this set of 12 for nine easy payments of 89.99 but so shana ra who we're talking about was located using psychic archaeology archaeology do you know what that means katrina is that like when someone's like oh i believe this so this person's telling me to dig here yeah yeah okay that that the location of the find is pinpointed by um a psychic okay fair enough Uh uh-huh so the psychic was like, I think Shana Ra's over here screaming that he's trapped in a box. Okay, so, yeah, so Shana Ra basically just run. he just, he just goes on talk shows. He's like on the morning news all the time. The, the skull is on. With his, with the guy that, you okay. know, owns him. <laughs> I just picture him sitting in the guest chair. <laughs> on a pillow. Just, yeah. On a pillow. You're just answering questions. Just like, so, what is your day-to-day life like? <laughs> it just sits there <laughs> fascinating <laughs> <It's like> okay. <laughs> okay all right now we're gonna get back to the next skull which is more interesting to me a skull named max so this a woman from texas named joanne parks she talks to the crystal skull and sometimes she says it talks back that's creepy so max is in oh you haven't even, we haven't even gotten to it yet it gets oh. creepier okay so Max is an ancient crystal skull. You can and you can also experience it for yourself, jo- because Joanne Parks travels the country, especially the South, and not just Tech. I mean, not just Texas, not just Texas. She travels around all over the place, okay. <laughs> and she allows personal one-on-one time with the ancient crystal skull named Max. Um, Max has been known to help people, so he's like an emotional support skull or therapy skull, sort of thing like that. So, did she, like, name the skull, or did someone tell oh, her that name? Oh, it's oh, a story. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into it. Okay. This is a quote from her. This is a quote from Parks. The British Museum authenticated Max with a no comment because they couldn't figure out how he was created, Parks said. They know he was very old because of what he's made up of. He's made up of five growth patterns and two matrices. 
or matri- yeah matrices so i don't know so what like, that means i'm not a rock person but just so it's just like how like the rock form formated like formed yeah and then, okay <laughs> all right this quote is from a local newspaper Max is an authentic crystal skull, a wonder of the world, estimated to be thousands of years old and considered by many to be one of the rarest artifacts ever found on this planet. Max was discovered in Guatemala and was used by Mayan priests for healing rituals and prayers. Lama Norbu, an American trained to be a powerful healer of the Tibetan sect of Red Hat Lamas, studied in the tiny Asian nation of Sikkim with his own teacher, Lama Norbu Lampus, and in Guatemala with Mayan priests. Where he came into the presence of Max, Norbu was given this precious skull when he left the Mayans to continue on his path as a healer. And his travels took him, him, him to Houston, Texas, where he started a healing foundation. The crystal skull sat on his al- altar as a healing and spiritual tool. So then... So then, Parks and her husband, Carl, they were introduced to um, the Tibetan healer named Norbu. His name's Norbu, remember, in 1973 when their 12-year-old daughter, Diana, was dying of bone cancer. And she, so their daughter sort of interacted with the skull. And she did, she did die three years later, but they said that she was okay, like, better. That's what Parks claimed that she was better, because okay. she but she did die three years later, sadly. Aww. But after her daughter died, Parks ended up working for Chin for the next four and a half years, and during this time, Parks said she watched monks talk to the skull and use it in healing practices, and she learned Max had been discovered that Max is the skull. Remember, people, the yeah. skull <laughs> in 1924 in a tomb under a Mayan temple in Guatemala. So, in the 1970s, a shaman in Mexico supposedly gave it to Chin as a gift. And before he died in 1977, Chin gave Parks the crystal skull. And according to her, said, take this and someday you will know what it is for. I mean, it's to heal people, right? Like, that's what it's it is. It's an emotional <laughs> support skull. I don't know. Okay. So, Parks said she took it home and then she just shoved it in a box and put it in her closet for 10 years. Okay, you talk to the school to help heal your daughter and you just shove it in the back of your closet. I like, 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 this, like this Tibetan monk gave it and he was like, you'll know what to do with it. And she's like, okay, I shove it in my closet. <laughs> she's like, hide years. it everywhere. Okay. okay, this is when it starts getting a little bit supernaturally okay okay so uh, this is from parks it appeared to me in dreams she said can you imagine going to your closet and talking to a rock for 10 years so i pushed it a little further back in the closet put some pillows on it and said i don't want anything to do with you but the dreams kept coming parks said i know Okay, Park said she was watching TV in June in 1987 when she saw a TV show about Fr. Nick Nosarino of California, a man who, according to Parks, is considered the world's foremost expert on ancient crystal skulls. He's not, but I mean... The show prompted her to go to the Houston Museum where she learned of several other skulls that are in the museums in France and England. The Houston Museum said they are so unusual that little is known about them and they wanted to put max on display park said i said no you don't know what it is and i don't know what it is so i'm not going to put it on display so she brought it back home and she put it back in her box she said i padded skull that is what i called him on the head and (laughs) telepathically through my mind i heard him say my name is not skull my name is max so wouldn't this monk be able to tell her that this or his or her name before she shoved it in the box in her closet for Was 10 Max, years? you're like, this is Max. I mean, Max. <laughs> like, I don't know. But this is a quote from her. To me, Max is the shape of a skull because it's the universal symbol of man. Human skulls are keepers of knowledge, a reflection of man and the extension of one's own self. So they like travel. They travel the country. So you can probably go on her website and see where Max is going to be next. So is Max the crystal that it was carved out of, or is it supposed to be the skull? Because like, what is this supposed to be, Max? I don't know. That's a great. I th- cr- Max is the crystal skull. 
All right, I won't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit weird. Okay, so so Shana Ra and Max and the Mitchell Hedges skull are all believed to be part of the prophecy of the 13 crystal skulls. So according to the ancient prophecy, when the 13 skull crystal skulls are pulled together, all the wisdom they contain will be released and a new era will begin. These skulls really exist, and according to legend, they were inherited by the Mayas from the Atlanteans. Yes, Atlantis, Atlanteans. So before their world disappeared, the Mayans separated them and distributed them all over the planet, hoping that one day they will all be put together again. There are also other versions that attribute its construction and power to the Maya themselves. Is that just the plot of Indiana Jones? No. It kinda I think it is. <laughs> or, or or did Indiana Jones use that? That could have been, yeah. It was like whenever this quote was first mentioned, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like these crystal skulls are all sorts like different sizes. The smallest is like this as big as like a little necklace amulet. Oh, okay. And then the largest is bigger than a bowling ball. Well, a lot like the large one, if you see the picture of Max and his keeper, he's pretty big. Yeah, he's like a bowling ball size. He's sized. like a bowling ball sized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, there is no, at the end of the day, there is no real credible evidence that these things were used by the Mayans and are ancient, like they said. The only real evidence that they have is that they were cr- crafted in Germany for presents <laughs> and little tokens that people can buy. So the original 13, how would they be able to even tell which original 13 they would be? That's a great. They can't like, because there's yeah, so many um, of them. So there's a yep. So there's a British Museum skull. There's a Paris skull. There's a Smithsonian skull, and there's many other skulls in private collections today. Huh. So, are any of them like actual like you know like human skulls are hollow? You know, are mm-hmm. are these all just solid crystal, or are they like hollow like a human skull, or any of them like actual skull? You know, like the hollow. They're, bone they're, structure? No, they're all solid. Oh, okay. like, solid like a rock. There okay. is the Paris skull. So the Paris... So we could get into this, but it would take too long. But there's... <laughs> anyway, there's... You can look them up yourself. Eugene Boban. Boban. So Boban is B-O-B-A-N. He was like a swindler of the skulls. So he moved to Mexico. He stayed in Mexico for like 10 years. Moved back to Europe and was sort of like um a swindler like a snake oil salesman he sold people mm. genuine you know quotation quotes around this genuine crystal skulls to rich people so the uh-huh. one of them is in the paris museum called the paris skull and it has a hole drilled vertically through its center oh oh like a necklace kind of pendant mm, like just like straight down yeah oh. but i mean all the other ones are all solid you know, like, I always want to believe that there's something, like, supernatural, you know? That's mm-hmm. kind of how my brain likes I to think. I know. That's what I but... wanted to do. <laughs> and then I got into the crystal skulls, and it's all a bunch of lame. Yeah, it's just, like, if there... See, I believe a lot more if it had, like, the actual structure of bone, like a normal human skull, you know, like, the hollow, like, very delicate. Like, that, to me, would be much more convincing than solid crystal, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think we all want wanted to think that these crystal skulls are like a cool, like alien, mystical, something like that, rather than a skull named Max that tours the country <laughs> and goes to malls and you can see him in a Barnes and Noble or something like that. That'd be weird. I mean, but that's what it is. It's a, it's very lame and it's sad. So, were these? Do you know if any of these like were actually supposed to be like? alien skulls or were they just like supposed to be like carved and then used as like somehow absorbed all this knowledge and never were like living things but like oh so the alien stuff yeah like were they ever supposed to be like actual alien skulls or are they just like so i it was like the that the atlant this is like the crackpot side of the call. <laughs> it's like that they were like in atlantis and they're from like aliens i'm and okay. they somehow have all this the this knowledge that the atlanteans have within them and then when they will all 13 come together then they will release all the knowledge and stuff like that okay my question is now too is like why have you not brought all 13 together unless that's gonna bring out 
mass chaos because all of a sudden Katrina I'm sure that they did and nothing happened (laughs) happened. it was just like a weird like probably a fight of the egos probably Shauna Ra and Max were probably fighting I don't know just sitting in a circle and just people that brought them there just sitting there like waiting for something crazy to happen nothing happens like cool break let's go (laughs) let's go get coffee Uh uh-huh yeah no it's so lame that mr kendra who loves ancient aliens i asked him when when i was doing the research (laughs) for this i asked him i was like does they have like a crystal skull episode of ancient aliens like they should he's like yeah it was really it was really lame though he's like it wasn't good oh no (laughs) i didn't even watch it (laughs) oh no so at the end of the day very cool crafted art piece Mm -hmm. yeah should we wrap it up Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right, Wanderers. Thank you so much for listening to another Foolish Wanderers podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any comments, anything to add to this conversation about either the not deer. Have you seen a not deer? Have you come across a not deer? Or anything along those lines? We'd love to hear about it. Or if you have anything to add to the crystal skull phenomenon. If you have any knowledge or have any theories about them, love to hear from you. Just email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.